This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Welcome to Tort Talk. I am your host, Paul Stedden, and by host, I mean the guy who owns the microphones. The guy who really knows what he's talking about is the guy who is the guest in the studio today, which would be Terrence Gross. We talk every single week about law things that you need to know about. This might be current events. This might be stuff that, well, you didn't really think about because maybe you didn't know the particular laws in your state about car insurance or something like that. But this is why we talk to experts so we can know things. And Terrence, I'm so glad you're in the studio today. Thanks for joining me again. Glad to be here. So uh, you hand me a piece of paper here that I'm sure is going to get plenty of listeners riled up because it says... Two very important words with a letter in the middle. That'll be Roe v. Wade. Now, this isn't uh, an argument about whether you should be rowing in a boat or wading into the water. This is something a little bit more about what a certain Supreme Court did uh, a few weeks ago, not to date this episode, but I think by now everybody knows about the repeal of Roe versus Wade nationally. So let's talk about what this means. I know that... Uh, People are probably sitting on the edge of their seats waiting for some sort of opinion from us about all of this, but I'm actually really interested in your thoughts as a lawyer about this. You're a personal injury lawyer, so what are your thoughts about, and you you can start as vague or as specific as you want, about the striking down of Roe versus Wade? Has anything been done like this before? Well, before we dive into it, yes, I'm a lawyer, and I am a personal injury lawyer, but... Like a lot of lawyers, I was a political science major in college, and before that, I always enjoyed history and civics and had an interest in that. So I want to discuss this issue, which is very volatile, and I don't want to take it the way most of America is, either thumbs up or thumbs down, pro-choice, pro-life. I'm not going to get into any of that. Um, What I want to get into is going back to the eighth grade, we took civics. And in Mm -hmm. civics, we learned about the three branches of government. Right. We knew about the executive branch, which would be the president at the national level. We learned about the legislative, which would be Congress. And then we learned about the judicial. And they were supposed to be separate three uh, branches. And with that being said, uh, the Congress is supposed to make the laws and the courts are supposed to interpret the laws and maybe distinguish the laws. So the big question is, if we go back to 1973, when Roe versus Wade was passed, was it judicial overreaching? Did they actually create law? Because there is no mention of abortion in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. So you could maybe stretch some kind of 14th Amendment right you know, due process or something like that. But it's never, of course, specifically mentioned. And when it was made, it was, they promulgated law. I mean, Mm -hmm. truthfully, and that's what the Supreme Court just said now. So you may be cynical. You may be thinking about some of the Trump appointees and all these other things that we're hearing about. But in the purest sense of it, It is up to the legislature to enact laws, and even in this this opinion, the Supreme Court said, well, if they pass 
if Congress goes back and, and they pass a law and that's signed by the president, then that's another story. But the question was, did they just overreach and create law that was out of thin air? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what was decided. Again, you could be very cynical as to why and how and, and, and the makeup of the court. But it was, you know, even Roe versus Wade was a very specific finding in the, you know, the magical twenty-four weeks. Where the heck, heck did that come right. from? So um, I, I suspect where I'm going to suspect, though, at twenty-four weeks back then, that probably was with modern technology in '73. That was probably a possible viable fetus at twenty-four okay. weeks. Maybe with now, I think we've lowered it a little bit. I think I heard about a baby at twenty-one weeks surviving, but very yeah, it's rare, tough and rare. But yeah. it does, it does happen. Right. With and of course, tech- there yeah. are also uh, stories about babies being removed from the uterus for certain surgeries and being put back in. Um, you know, so there are all sorts of different parameters that can be argued with it. Although I'm really interested in what you're bringing up here with. Aside from the ethical and moral uh, ramifications of Roe versus Wade in either direction, talking about it from a legal standpoint of is the court creating a new law? Are they interpreting an old law? Are they saying an old law was in violation of another law? You know, so I, you know, as a person who comes at this from the outside and I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a, a legal expert in any way, you know. I think it's very difficult sometimes for us to tell the difference between when a law is interpreted and a law is created. True. But again, before then, there was no codification. There was no statute. They weren't scrutinizing legislation that had been passed by the House mm-hmm. and the Senate and signed. And that's typically what we see. They are interpreting various Laws. The other thing we have to remember is if we go back to 1789, uh, which, you know, that's most of our you know, constitutional documents were created, mainly by James Madison and Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. uh, you got to understand what they were thinking. They were forming a federal government, but they were scared of the federal government. They had come, their forefathers had come from England to get away from the king, and they didn't want a ruler uh they didn't want a big government but yes they had just in the night in the 1750s had fought off the french and the french uh and indian war and then they had fought off the um british in the revolutionary war in the 1770s so they knew that we had to band together the colonies had to have some type of central government just for defense to defend themselves but they were big in states rights right and and that's what this row, the 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 throwing out of Roe versus Wade. If you look at the dictum of the recent Supreme Court decision, which was, you know, it was the Mississippi case that had come up there uh, on appeal. The 15 week is what uh, brought it to the Supreme Court. It was they, there was a lot of mention about states' rights. Let the states do it. So mm-hmm. now we got a major cluster. Uh, blank because every state's got something going on and you know california and new york will be very liberal right and you know that mississippi and 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 others are going to maybe go to zero eventually florida looks like you know we just passed the 15 week um uh, abortion issue so i'm trying to stay away from the sticky subject uh, uh on a personal level whether i'm pro-choice pro-life right i'm really want to be analytical and talk about it as a lawyer uh, and I think uh, that's what the vast majority. Now, again, when you have an opinion, 
you also have dissenting opinions. So right. the, obviously the liberals dissented, uh, but there were concurring opinions, which means, well, I, I'm going to go with the majority, but I don't quite agree with the rationale. Mm-hmm. So the consensus is a little bit all, all over the place in trying to interpret the, the thinking of it. But but the they definitely left the door open that if Congress were to act on a federal level and passed some type of abortion, like the 15-week thing at the federal level, I got a sneaking suspicion that the Supreme Court would affirm it, that okay. would affirm it on a federal level. They just said, hey, in 70, and, and they just reached out and made law. Now, a, a question you might be thinking already is, has something like this ever done before? Right, right. And the answer is yes. Oh, okay. I can That's think of a, a few answers. So one in 19, 1857. Now, you got to go back in history. What was going on in 1857? Well, we, we were building up to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the South and slavery and the North and the abolitionists. Very, very contentious times. And um, it really, the, this case really had more to do with voting. But the Supreme Court on its own. In uh, in Dred Scott, Dred Scott was a slave, and it in the whole thing was up there about you know whatever. But they ruled the final ruling was he was three fifths a person. Right. right. Now think of three fifths a person. Now where did that come from? Gosh. I mean, so that they actually just made something up, uh, and, and each three fifths a person, and really the whole reason why was that you could say well it was racism whatever it truly they, they didn't want all the black slaves every, you know one by one to be counted for the populace for voting rights for representation maybe right. house of representatives is based on senate on a, a, a census and so by they were only 60%. So they watered down the vote, in other words, wow. if that makes any sense. That yeah. was the logic behind it, but still they pulled it out of thin air. Right, right. And and of course, post uh Civil War, you know, that that decision with the 13th and 14th Amendments was abrogated and, and went away. Then in 1896, um, well after the Civil War, we have Plessy versus Ferguson, which at that time was a very um big uh, Supreme Court decision, and, and that, that was just, it was pretty much a separate but equal. Okay. Know, segregation. That right, was the, right, That right. was, you know, that, that that we could, you could have all the rights you want under a constitution, but they had the right to have, you know, that whites had the right to have their own classes separate from black people. Mm. And, and of course, uh, that eventually uh, went down. And that, and again, they just pull that out of thin air, though, because it, you, there's no way to construe maybe the 13th and 14th Amendments. You got to remember that, that the 13th and 14th Amendments are what we call the post-Civil War Amendments mm-hmm. um, you know, that gave uh, rights to um, ex-slaves and, and, you know, and, and all that. Uh, e- equal protection under right. the law. You've heard that plenty. All that emanates out of the 13th and 14th Amendments due process of law. Now, a lot of that was verbiage, and, and many people could say, well, you know, we know what the practice was, and, and we, we understand that. But but again, just uh, getting back to it, so I, I think that that if the if Congress passes a, some type of abortion bill similar to Florida's, similar to Mississippi's, at 15 weeks, I think you, I think the people are going to be surprised that this conservative Supreme Court may very well 
affirm it. Interesting. Yes. So what is it? Okay. So then this makes me think about the uh, the phrases that have been thrown out like uh, stack the court and, you know, dissenting judges. So, you know, tell me about you know, what is this? You know, is there an effort to stack the court and have these justices appointed ever gone in a different direction than we thought they would? I'm kind of interested in you know, I'm kind of I'm really interested in your take because you know well, the law you know what? history. I, I you've taught me something. What's that? With, you've taught me when to shut up and you've said we want to keep these things short so can we save those questions Ooh, yeah. for our next show? Cuz I'm looking at your clock and you told me to stay around 12 minutes and we're right at 12 minutes. We don't make, mean to make this clickbait or listen bait, I guess. Right. You know, coming up with a, an interesting question right here at the end, but it is kind of how it's got to work sometimes. So okay. So we touched on the beginning of uh, the repeal of Roe versus Wade and the history of voting and how this has come about. And I think that next time it would be a good idea to talk about stacking the court, justices dissenting, going in a different direction. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you.